Hey everyone, welcome to the Rise Podcast. This is your host, Josh, and this is episode seven. We'll be talking about our need for God's love. So God's love, it really can't be compared to anything else. Uh, we need his love more than anything. If we were to fully know and experience God's love for us completely, our mortal bodies would probably not be able to take it. We'll probably, we'll basically die. It would be too much to handle. I mean, the, the power in God's love would overwhelm our physical body. So God's love for us can't be measured or explained. It can't be calculated or weighed. It can only be experienced supernaturally from God. And this world needs love, not fake counterfeit love that the world offers, but God's unconditional love. If we only knew how much we were valued and loved, we would be slaves to basically nothing on earth or no one because we would always go and run to God to supply our every need. In any situation, we would be confident and completely secure within ourselves because we know how much we're loved and valued by God himself. He loves us so much that he sent his son Jesus to live, to preach the gospel, to heal the sick, the blind, cast out demons, and so on, and then also eventually to suffer the worst torture and agony to get ridiculed, spit on, humiliated, and nailed to a cross, to be a sacrifice for our sins, so we wouldn't have to pay that price. And why? Because he loves us that much. It can't be processed or imagined by our very limited thinking and understanding. It's a fierce, relentless love, a flame that, a flame that never grows weak, that never burns out. So I wanted to share a story with you guys, basically a story about when I was like 15. And just like a lot of kids, we think we know it all. We're just on a different, we have a completely different mentality. We think we have all the answers. We think we know what we want and what's best, but we don't. And I was about 15 or 16 or something like that. My mom would always encourage me to, ever since I was very young, she would all, or always, she would always encourage me to, you know, go to church, fellowship with other believers. So then she invited me. It's a church in Fontana, California. It's uh, called Water of Life. Very good church. But I was feeling really low at the time. So I was like, yeah, Ma, sure, you know, um, I'll, I'll go to this meeting. So it was called the Sozo meeting. It's Sozo is basically deep inner healing prayer uh, for any person that needs encouragement, that needs deliverance from um, evil spirits or oppression, depression, anything you're going through. There's actually prayer leaders that know exactly how to go to the root of problems in your heart and in the spirit. And we basically ask the Holy Spirit to guide us and basically to walk us through what I need to do and, and what initiative I need to take to rather forgive somebody that I haven't forgiven in my heart or to let go of something or to uh, let go of trauma that I've been through. So I'm 15, this arrogant kid thinks he knows it all. <laughs> I show up to the session. It's like early in the morning, right? I'll never forget this day. This day actually changed my perspective. Even though we're all human beings, even though we, we, like, I, I still messed up a lot. I was, I was still a big troublemaker and all that. But it did change my life until this day. So I show up. I was like, yeah, sure, mom. I'll, I'll go to this prayer session you know, whatever. I'm feeling like crap. I think I need it. So I showed up, wasn't expecting much, right? I had a very prideful, arrogant attitude. 
some awesome people prayed for me. It was a couple, a very nice couple. And I show up and I sit down where we're on the second in, in a two, it's in a two story building. So I go upstairs, I sit down, I meet them. We're in a room. My mom's waiting outside, I think, or I think she, I don't remember if she was in the room. I really, that's the only thing I don't remember, but we were sitting there and they were just asking me questions you know, asking me how I am. And I told them, I, I feel like crap. I feel worthless. I feel like my life doesn't really have meaning. I don't even know what the point of life is. Like I started venting to them because, you know, I, I never really got that opportunity to vent much. Right. So I was venting and then telling them, you know, I feel like crap. I just feel like a little ant in this world that really doesn't have a purpose. Right. I don't know what I'm doing here, basically. And I'm just pissed off all the time, you know, and blah, 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 blah. So then they were like, all right, sure, sure. So let's actually ask God. Let's ask the Holy Spirit what he thinks about you, right? So then um, I'm sitting there. They tell me to close my eyes. And as I'm sitting there, they start saying, repeat after me. So I repeat after them. They guide me into a prayer to ask the Holy Spirit. And they say, Holy Spirit, what do you think about Josh? You know, I prayed after them. I say, what do you think about me, Holy Spirit? (sighs) So before I can even, before I can even finish the question, as I'm asking the question out loud, God answers my question. He, it's very hard to explain, but I'm going to try to explain it uh, the best that I can, because this is exactly how it felt. I literally felt as I was asking that question to the Holy Spirit as what's the point of this? Who am I? I feel like worthless. I feel like I don't have meaning. What do you think of me, Holy Spirit? When I got halfway through the question, he, it felt like he, I got stabbed with a wake-up call into my heart. Like It felt like I got slapped in the heart, but her, in this case, stabbed in the heart with a wake-up call saying, I basically heard God say, I love you. But it was weird because I didn't hear an audible voice. It was a different kind of voice. It was like a, it's as he was speaking into my heart. And, and, and I feel like the love was so fierce that I felt like my heart was being stabbed by a knife. And, but instead of the knife, I'm trying to explain, but instead of the knife, it was pure love. It was just pure love. God basically gave me the opportunity to feel what it feels like to be loved by him. How being loved actually feels true love, not worldly love, not your mom telling you they, they love you. All the people in the whole world combined telling you at the same time, they love you. It did not measure nothing close, even close to, for example, everybody you care about the most in life, telling you at the same time, hugging you at the same time, saying, I love you. And all, all attention and eyes are on you and, and you just feel loved. It doesn't even compare. It's not, there's no comparison, not even close. So when I felt that I got halfway through the question, it was so overwhelming that I just, I, I, I didn't know what else to do, but weep. I just cried and I couldn't stop crying. Mind you, I'm this prideful, arrogant 15-year-old thinking that he knows it all. And in that moment, I realized that I am loved more than I can ever know. And God gave me the opportunity to taste that love, to experience that love, to feel it for the first time. I believed in God in that moment. I knew God loved me in the back of my head or, you know, I, I had, I believed in him and I was raised in a Christian home and my parents taught me very well from the start, but I never experienced something like that. I've never really actually tasted and felt God's pure love until that moment. And, uh, so I, I just wept and it's because I was, 
it's as if I was like, it broke my heart at the same time because I just felt so foolish too, because I was just like, how could I not realize that I'm loved by God, by my heavenly father? Like, how can I be so deceived by what the world teaches that I forgot who I am and how, how loved I am, how truly loved I am. But in that moment, I just felt so secure and so, I felt so beloved and so special. I've never felt that special in my life until that moment. And that's when I, I, I knew God was always there. That, that's when I knew was God was nudging me and saying, um, hello, don't you know I'm always with you? Did you forget? <laughs> Did you forget where you came from? Like who you belong to? How much you're loved? How, how, how you're the apple of my eye, son? Like that, I, I can't explain it. Like I, I've told other people in, in, in my life this story. And the best way to explain it is he stabbed me in the heart with pure love. And it was so overwhelming and so beautiful that I couldn't help but weep and realize that I was in Papa's arms, <laughs> that I was in my dad's arms, my heavenly father in his arms. He, and he was letting me know, I'm here, son. Like, I haven't gone anywhere. Even though it doesn't feel like I'm there, you can't see me with your physical eyes. I operate in a different level, but I'm there. I'm here. I've been there every time you've been hurt, every time you've been blessed. I've been there when you were born, when you grew up. He was there. He has always been there, but he operates in a different realm. He does not operate with the physical, even though he allows us to see him in the physical if he allows it. But for the most part, he doesn't operate by our rules. So we can't expect him to show up or respond the way we think because our thinking is very limited. Anybody that thinks that they're going to be satisfied or truly loved by something or someone in the world, I mean, we were created to be loved. That's why we need love. We all need love. And that, especially nowadays, this world lacks a lot of love. And I speak for myself. This is, just to make this clear, guys, this is not just for you guys that's listening. This is for me. This is helping me. I'm growing also, whoever's listening to this, we're together growing in, in it together. I need this as much as anybody on this planet. We all need love. We all need that nourishment to be cherished. And nothing in the world will ever measure to that, ever. I don't care how much you drink and how good your buzz is. I don't care how much sex or how, how many beautiful women you've had sex with. It will not measure to the satisfaction that I'm talking about, to the, uh, to the fulfillment that I'm talking about. Because this love, it, it's from a well that, that you'll never thirst again. Everything that the world, or a lot of things that the world offers, lust, alcohol, drugs, gluttony, which I'm talking for myself, because I struggle with that, just to be real with you guys. And then the list goes on. Pornography, infidelity, cheating on your spouse because you think that that's going to fill your void, and it's not. We all need God's unfailing love. We are, we, we were created to be loved by God. God created us for family. He created us for himself to enjoy for himself. So don't think that you're not meant to be loved or you don't deserve to, we don't deserve a lot because of sin, but that's why he died for us. So we can, so we can be loved without limits. So, so we can be reconciled with him. That's why God sent his son, Jesus to suffer and die. God came, he was born, he lived, 
and he died for us because he came with a mission, a mission to save us. He is our savior. He saved us from sin, which leads to death, your destruction, our destruction. That's why the world is, is, is not such a beautiful place at times because, because sin is the origin of that. So I want to encourage every, anybody that's listening. I have a lot more stories to come. That's just one of the many of those Sozo sessions, especially. And if anybody is interested in taking a Sozo session, I highly recommend it. And I'm going to share more that I've had because I've had, I lost count. I've had like eight Sozo sessions, the deep inner healing sessions that I went over earlier. That prayer sessions changed my life. It made me realize that I ain't nothing if, if, if it ain't for God. I'm nothing if it wasn't for God. We would all still be lifeless dirt in the ground if it weren't for him because he breathed life into us. So remind yourselves that every day. You have a purpose. You're breathing right now because he put the breath in you. He put that in you. He breathed that life in you. So if you feel insignificant, if you feel like you're living a Groundhog Day life over and over, no, nothing's changed, nothing's new, it's all the same crap, no. Your life has meaning and significance but he has a plan and he operates by different rules than you do that you can't see, but ask him to reveal it to you. And he will, you definitely will. I highly recommend those Sozo sessions. It's S O Z O. It's, it means deep inner healing. It's basically to help you. If you want to look into it, I highly recommend it. I've done eight or nine or more sessions with that church, water of life and different churches as well. I'm sure in your area, wherever you live, I'm sure they offer something like that, but definitely look into it. It changed my life. It made me into a completely different person. I'm nowhere near perfect because I have, we all, we all will always deal and battle issues, but I am much, I am a much better human being. Just to put it bluntly, I'm a much better human being that models God's traits more and more and more. And that's what he wants for us. So I want to outline some verses that emphasizes his love for us. So this first verse, that's going to be in Ephesians chapter two, verse four through five. It says, but God is so rich in mercy and he loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead, Jesus. It is only by God's grace that you have been saved. So no matter what you do or don't do, you're loved and saved by God's grace, not by what you do. He doesn't love you based on how good of a person you are or or, or what amazing things you've done on earth. No, no, no. He loves you regardless what you do. That's why it's important not to focus so much on religion, but instead focus on having a relationship with God, not a religion. It's two different things. So the next verse, it's going to be in First um, John uh, chapter 3, verse 1. It says, see how very much our Father loves us, for he calls us his children. And that is what we are. But the people who belong to this world don't recognize that we're God's children because they don't know him. Okay, let's see. Next one, it's going to be in Psalms. It's going to be chapter 36, verse 5 through 7. It says, Lord, your faithful love reaches to heaven, your faithfulness to the clouds. Your righteousness is like the highest mountains, your judgments like the deepest sea. Lord, you preserve man and beast. God, your faithful love is so valuable that people take refuge in the shadow of your wings. So God protects us. He shields us. He loves us. And even though we don't, we don't feel him all the time and see him all the time, it doesn't mean that he's not there protecting us. He's always there. 
And then the last one I want to go over is Corinthians 13. I'm sorry, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4 through 7. It says, Love is patient, love is kind, love does not envy, is not boastful, is not conceited, does not act improperly, is not selfish, is not provoked, and does not keep a record of wrongs. Love finds no joy in unrighteousness, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. So love never ends. So I just want to stop and close um, with a few thoughts. So that story I told you, I've only told a certain amount of people, but now I think it's time for all of you to know that God loves you fiercely. It's not, it's not, a, very, it's not a gentle love. It's not a mediocre love. It's the greatest love of all. And nothing in this world, no one in this world can offer you that love but God. Although people are a blessing, they can compliment your life, including your wife or your husband. They are not the source of your happiness and your joy. They're only a compliment and meant to bless you and uplift you and live life with you and to compliment your life. But they do not fulfill your every need. They're not your salvation. They're not your true joy, your everlasting joy, and a love that never burns out. That's only God. And he's the source of it. So just know that you're loved. Know that no matter what you've done or haven't done, his love doesn't operate by your actions. It operates by who he is and who he created you to be. He loves you no matter what. It's, an, it's a love that has no conditions. Like the world does, oh, uh, you scratch my back, I scratch yours. No, he doesn't work that way. The world says, oh, if you do this for me, then I'll do this for you. Oh, now we're even. No, no, no. God says, even if you reject me, even if you hate me, even if you uh, live a sinful life, and not just a sinful life, but because everybody sins, I'm talking about literally and focusing your life only about sin. God says, even if you reject me and want nothing to do with me, even if you've done this wrong or that wrong, I love you. That is his condition. It's an unconditional love that nothing or that, that no one can measure up to, that, that no one can pay him back or, or scratch his back and, and be even. No, 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 no. He doesn't love you because you did this for him and that for him. No. He loves you simply because you are the most beautiful creation that he's ever created. After he created earth, the animals, the, the birds that fly, the, the bugs that crawl, and the creatures, and the ocean, and the sky, and the moon, and the stars, and the sun. Once he created you, he was leveled. He basically outdid himself and made his masterpiece when he made man and woman. That is why he died for you. That is why he pursues you without holding back, without backing down. He loves you because you are his we are his children. And nothing can separate us from his love. So I just wanted to close there. I hope this spoke to someone, helped someone, encouraged someone. And just keep those, keep those truths in mind. You're not alone. He hasn't left. He hasn't walked out the door. He knows the worst thing you've been through and the best things you've been through. He's always been there, even before you were born. Keep that in mind. Keep that close to your heart. And as hard as it is, don't forget who you are and where you come from no matter what the world tells you, no matter what the world tries to preach to you and convince you of. You're loved, you're cherished. You were sent here for a specific purpose. 
your life is not insignificant. God bless you guys. Make sure to follow my Instagram as well. If you have any requests, if you want me to share another Sozo session that I've been through, that I've experienced, I have a lot of stories. So go ahead and send me it in Instagram. My Instagram is rise underscore podcast 1111, and I'd be happy to share. I have so many other stories. <laughs> so take care, guys. God bless you guys. Have a good rest of your day. Take care.